0: What's going on, guys? Austin here, and in this video, we are going to be taking a look at the extra points week 12. That's the week. So we're going to start what we always do with our week 11 recap. Week 11 was a lot better recap than week 10. So on the over-unders, I went three and two now. I mean, the Packers and Titans um, and the Lions and Giants, those ones were just straight hits. Uh, same thing with the Cowboys-Vikings. I mean... Obviously, the 40-3 to 3 outcome was massively surprising. Um, but, you know, you say, like, oh, well, if the Vikings scored, like, the, the time of possession would have taken away from Dallas. It would have evened out. The Panthers at Ravens, that was flabbergasting to me. I mean, the total was 16 points in that game. And then the Rams-Saints under. Uh, I didn't expect the Saints to put up 27, and I also didn't expect the Rams to put up 17. That was just a pure miss. Now, on this side, uh, on the spreads, I went 3-1-1. Bills, uh, minus seven, kind of got lucky on that when Cleveland almost backdoor covered. But fortunately, there was enough of a buffer so that uh, the Bills ended up winning by eight, which was just so thankful because that last garbage time touchdown was really starting to make me nervous. Um, wasn't sure if Cleveland was going to go for two or you know anything stupid like that. Um, and then the Colts, plus six versus Philadelphia. I mean, like all the smart money was on Indianapolis and I almost picked them to win the game outright. I didn't have the balls to do it. And I'm so glad I didn't because Philly had that, uh, you know, final desperation drive where Jalen Hurts ran in the touchdown. The Lions plus three. I said they were going to win outright. They did. The Bears plus three. I said they were going to win outright, and they lost by three. So that was a push. And then the Jets plus three and a half at New England. I mean, I was, I was thirty seconds away from either a field goal either way the game going to overtime and being decided definitely by a field goal or just a straight up tie the jets should have had this game they had like they had like 7 yards of total offense in the second half or something stupid like that and i just i can't i cannot believe that i lost that bet it is mind boggling to me that that i took the l on that one but that puts us uh, still just below five hundred. We are treading water, and uh, this week looks really fantastic, the over unders especially. But let's take a look at what we've got. We're going to start with the Giants at the Cowboys. That over under set at 45 and a half. Now, Giants on the road are four and zero hitting the under, and Dallas at home is four and one hitting the under. Both of them are between are between. and 4.6, you know, under. I like that number right there. Um, Both the Cowboys coming, I think in a little bit too, a little bit too haughty offensively. And I think the Giants are coming in defeated after giving up a lot of points to the lions. And I think that line is going to regress. I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this game scores 21, maybe 17, somewhere in that range. Next. I like the Texans and dolphins under 46 and a half. Now, The one time that I bet the Miami Dolphins under at home uh, is the one week that they score damn near 40 on their own at home. Um, Now, Houston is three and two, betting the unders away. They are minus 6.2. Miami is four and one, betting the unders at home with a minus 10.2. So that's 16.4 points on the underswing right there. That would mean that this game would be a total of 30 which is just absolutely crazy. Now, I think there's a little bit of a strength-on-strength strength matchup here, which is why I like it. Um, the Dolphins, their their strength of their offense is their passing game, and the strength of the Texans' defense is their pass defense. Now, their run defense is a little susceptible. And the Texans right now are, have been relying heavily on the run, and the Dolphins stopped the run relatively well. So, um, you know, I think that the Dolphins are going to eat up a lot of clock. The Texans are going to have to punt. To me, this one feels like the Dolphins are probably going to win this game 24, maybe 27 to 10, something like that. Um, it's a 13 and a half or like a 14 and a half point spread, which that's a big spread and it makes me nervous. I'm not comfortable enough to bet it, but um, yeah, like 20, 24 to 10 is how I feel this game. Raiders at Seahawks, the under 47 and a half. I bet all unders this week just so everybody knows. The Raiders are four and two betting the unders on the road uh, with a minus 5.1. And Seattle is three and one on the unders at home with minus 7.8. That home, the home field is really making that difference. 47 and a half is a pretty high number for two teams that. Um, technically are built around their offense, but the Raiders offense is completely banged up and, and, and miss. Uh, just missing on all sorts of all sorts of cylinders. And the Seahawks defense is way better than, you know, we all thought it was going to be. And I still think Vegas is kind of taking some time to, adjust to that now the Broncos at Panthers under 36 and a half that over under looked like a trap because if you told me that a team could go you know say 18 to 17 and the over would hit it 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 looks great but to me it almost looks too good to be true now I think that part of this might have to do with Sam Darnold starting for the first time, which, if you ask me, Sam Darnold has always been the best quarterback on the roster, which is why in the future we'll see that why I like the Panthers in this game. But that over that that over under thirty six and a half, it seems too low not to take the under, which I know sounds crazy, but it's like I think they know something, and I think they're daring you to take the over. Denver's 3-1 betting the unders on the road with an average of minus 6, while Carolina is 4-2 betting the unders at home with an average of minus 0. 0.3, which that would lead out to this game being a total of about 30 points, which if you ask me, you know, 17-10, to 10, I think wins this game. I think that's what it's going to look like. And then the Rams at Chiefs uh under 43 and a half this is another line where i don't really it seems low for a chiefs versus rams game, especially considering they have the highest scoring game of all time um but i mean that's a a different chiefs team and that's a different rams team uh now the the rams they're three and one on the under on the road with a minus 8.1 average now all of these are minuses this week and that's why i like these Kansas City is 4-1 on the under at home with a minus 4 or 3.9. Um, you know, so that comes out to minus 12. The score of this game would end up being around 31. I think the Chiefs are probably going to score all the points in this game. Stafford's out. Uh, now, Stafford had both touchdowns for the Rams last week. Cooper Cup is out. Uh, you know, they just cut Daryl Henderson, which means that Cam Akers is going to be taking a bigger role. So, you know, I mean, maybe that, that spark for him kind of picks some things up. Uh, but the Chiefs' strength is their run game. Uh, their their run defense rather, and it's definitely not their secondary. And I don't think that whoever the third string quarterback is, because John Wolford and Matthew Stafford won't be starting this week. Uh, I I just I like the under. I I expect the Chiefs to win this game, but honestly, it could be. I mean, it could be thirty-one to three. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised by that in the slightest. Now for the spreads, I like Carolina plus two and a half because I'm getting points from a team that. I, Arguably could be better uh, Carolina and Denver. These are the two worst teams in the national football league. People think that Carolina they're, they're selling, uh, you know, ruin them. But I mean, so far they've played well since they sold Christian McCaffrey and since they got rid of Robbie Anderson, they kept their defensive players. So that'll help them against Denver, uh, you know, with that atrocious offense, because at least Denver won't even be able to put their weakness on another team's weakness. Um Carolina is three and three at home against the spread with an average of plus three point eight points, while Denver is one and three against the spread on the road with a minus four point three. So that swing is over a seven point swing. Carolina should be getting three points just to be at home. Uh, you know, considering that, considering that, you know, as a as a home game, you get about three points from Vegas for that home field advantage. So that means that, like, if this game were played on a neutral field, they would expect. Carolina to be a 5.5 underdog or if this game were played in Denver Denver would be favored by 8.5 which is ridiculous would you bet Denver minus eight and a half against Carolina because I certainly wouldn't at home anywhere. Seahawks minus three and a half versus Las Vegas Seattle is three and one at home against the spread with an average of 6.4 covering that well Vegas is two and four on the road against the spread. Minus 4.3. Again, that's a 10-point swing right there. Seattle at home, much better than Seattle on the road. That 3.5, again, we talked about the home field advantage. It's disrespectful. If this game were played on a neutral field, they would they would favor Vegas, or they would favor Seattle by half a point, which doesn't feel right. And if this game was in Vegas, they'd favor Vegas by 2.5 points, which still doesn't feel right because I feel like I'm getting the, the better defense. I feel like I'm getting the far better coach, and I'm getting, honestly – The better quarterback passing game overall the more consistent run game I get I feel like I get the better offensive line I feel like I get better situational football with the Seattle Seahawks so bake in that that home field advantage let's just say neutral field do I pick the Seahawks to win the game or not yes I do I'm taking the Seahawks minus three and a half the Colts minus two and a half versus Pittsburgh I went back and forth on this Colts are at home Uh, same, same kind of thing here. If it was a neutral field, Pittsburgh would be favored by half a point. I don't like that. Indianapolis is three and two at home against the spread, but they're barely covering it by plus seven, by plus plus point seven rather. Uh, while Pittsburgh is two and three away against the spread, but they're failing to reach that margin by 5.6 points per game. Now, part of the reason why I'm taking the Colts here is because the Colts are, uh, playing much better football as of late. Now, they they won a five-point game against the Raiders a couple weeks ago on the road, and then they lost a one-point game that the Eagles needed to come back to score a touchdown to go up by one point uh, you know this last week at home under Jeff Saturday with Matt Ryan back in the starting lineup and with Jonathan Taylor looking a lot like his old self again. So a lot of what I like here is that the Colts' weakness is also put on the Steelers' weakness. Steelers' weakness is their secondary, and the Colts' passing game is the weakest part of their team. And the Colts strength is put on somewhat of the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to run, run offense versus run defense. And so if you're telling me I get the home team, I get the team that's been better all season. I get the veteran quarterback against bad corners and I get arguably the best running back in football. You know, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, if you would have said last year, he's the best running back in football. That would have been obviously true. Uh, so all that being said, I like the Colts at home minus two and a half. Now, the Chargers minus three, this line started at uh, minus four and a half, I think. I think it was either four and a half or four. Um, And now it's gone all the way down to Chargers minus three, which almost makes me want to pick Arizona. But I think Chargers win by a field goal seems like the smart move. Um, Now, the Chargers are five and oh against the spread on the road, but they're covering that spread by an average of one point seven points per game. So they are they're winning on the road by the thinnest of margins. Uh, Winning winning that spread, Arizona, however, at home is two and three against the spread, failing to cover that by 5.1. Inside the inside the Cardinals locker room, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tumultuous noise and there's you know controversy. They're doing an in season hard knocks, which to me hard knocks is never great for a team. Um, Like it just like there's there's a curse. I don't know what it is. But teams that, you know, get on and are shown to be in front of the camera, just they, they they play fake football. And so I like the Chargers here, minus three and a half. This game were played in L.A. Uh, the Chargers would probably only be favored by, you know, point by, you know, three, 3.5, maybe four, because Chargers really don't have a home field advantage. And that's really helped them on the road here. And to me, Arizona doesn't have a super large um, home field advantage, and because the Chargers should still have some fans in that, you know, Southern California San Diego area, Arizona's not going to have a massive home field advantage, especially against this team. Take the Chargers minus three. And then I I went back and forth. I wanted to bet Miami minus 13. I think it was minus 13, but that that ballooned up to like 14 and a half, and I couldn't in full my full conscience take uh, Houston by or take Miami over Houston by two scores because Houston's defense has just been too good. Um, As long as their offense, they just don't throw pick sixes to start the game. Uh, But the lions at home are three and two against the spread covering it by an average of three points per game. They're on a three game winning streak and they are not the type of team that knows how to rest on their laurels because Dan Campbell is not a guy that will allow you to become uh, to become satiated with a three game winning streak. Buffalo, on the other hand, is coming off of a very interesting win uh, in Ford Field, but was considered a home game for them. So they've been away from home for a long time. It's a short week for both teams, but to me, short weeks favor run games, uh, not passing games. And so Buffalo uh, on the road, being two-two and one against the spread, and only covering by point two. Uh, you know, I mean they're they're basically they're basically just escaping on the road while doing a lot of their damage at home. For all these reasons, I think that a little bit of the armor of Buffalo has been taken off. Buffalo used to be the number one run defense in the NFL, but that was mostly because teams were were so far behind that they couldn't even run the football. I don't think the Lions get heavily behind, especially like the Browns did. Um, For all those reasons, I like the Lions to easily cover this 9.5. And... it's not going to be a backdoor cover. I anticipate the Lions to potentially win this game. That's right. If I had to bet my life on it, I'd say I'd bet Buffalo, but I'm going to bet Buffalo to win 24-23, to 23, a one-score, one-point game right there. So thanks for watching that video. Be sure to let me know what you think in the comments down below. Like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.